Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hey, everybody. Talkin' Titans. Camp edition. First camp edition. Joe Rexford, Eric Bacharach here. Eric, it's been a few days of camp. There's mm-hmm. been some big news, a lot more news maybe than we anticipated at the beginning of, of camp for this team. We've seen this team in shorts. We've seen this team in pads. We've seen a few little injuries, none of which so far have been serious. So just overall right now, your feeling about this team. You know, I, I think my biggest takeaway, and, and, you know, the first few days of camp, shorts, uh, no pads, and even even when they put pads on, I, I think it's geared to make the offense probably look good. But, you know, I just think from what we've seen, I'm pretty encouraged about the offense. You know, the, the big thing is going to be keeping the offensive line intact. But, you know, you could watch Adam Humphreys the entire time and just that's – honestly worth the price of admission alone, just the footwork and what he brings to the table. I really do think he, you know, he, he obviously gives the Titans a facet to the offense they didn't have last year, but in a lot of ways he can transform it. And then, you know, on the other side, you have Delaney Walker coming back and he's looked good, you know, didn't practice on Sunday. That was by all accounts a, a maintenance day. First two couple of days of practice, he looked really good. Uh, so those are two pieces that you're adding to an offense that weren't there last year. I think there's a lot of reasons to be encouraged about the offense, although, I think I remember saying that this time last year as well, and uh, yeah. didn't well, there quite... were then. You know, yeah, we didn't they were know what was going to happen. Right, we didn't know until Lewan was going to take a blindside hit mm-hmm. in the opener, and that Delaney Walker would be lost for the season. It went off the rails pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, of course, now AJ Brown, someone who we're not sure yet when we'll really get a first look at him early, early on the first day. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the guy second drill station. Right, he had an awkward little. Uh, you know, a little stumble on a route, and and so that sort of shelved him for a bit. Derrick Henry, I mean, look, if you're the Titans, I'd feel comfortable just, Derrick, just, you know, we'll see in Cleveland, buddy. You sure. Know, just, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's going to be in great shape and all that. But nothing has been serious, it appears. Jack Conklin, I thought the first day at camp, that was one of the biggest encouraging signs, mm-hmm. along with Delaney Walker, was that Jack Conklin looked to be in great shape. Yep. He looked to be moving well. And then, you know, it's, it's always it's, – it's hard to figure sometimes because, like, a guy will be out at first, and this happened with Conklin the second day, and then he jogs in, and it's like, so wait, did something happen that we all missed, or is that just a plan? You come out and, and – I mean, I actually asked Vrabel, and look, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, he's just not going to say much. He is saying a little bit more about injuries this year mm-hmm. than last year, but he's not going to say a lot. It's just he won't do it. And he actually explained why on Sunday – because he said, you know, when I start giving timetables, <clears throat> now if the timetable is not accurate and it goes deeper, then it's either the, the player's soft or the doctor's dumb, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. He's big on like not setting expectations when it comes to injuries, certainly not talking specifically about them. But so Conklin goes out, then he comes back the next day and he seems to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Saffold has been in and out. You know, of course, on the other field, you've got Jarrell Casey and Johnny Smith on, on Pup right now that are, that are working out over there with Jeffrey Simmons. But so far in camp, th- th- nothing really alarming. And I agree on, on the offense. 
you know, Humphreys has he just makes some vicious moves. Uh-huh. Um, of he makes course, guys look silly all the time. Now Humphreys and Logan Ryan right now is that's the most fun thing to watch in camp. Mm-hmm. And actually, <laughs> did you see the Logan Ryan play where he, he like he was? I mean, they like he'll <laughs> grab him and clutch in there, and he got a great play and he got a PBU. I think it was Saturday against Humphreys, but then one play Sunday, it was like, yeah, you just kind of let he him kinda go. kind of tailed off, gave up. Because, <laughs> like, that's it, just yeah, go, Once man. you get just beat go. by him, that's it, the play's over. Yeah. yeah, but I agree. I mean, like the offense, if that offensive line. So offensive line, so that brings us to, of course, the biggest news so far, which is, of course, Taylor Lewan, you know, PED, positive test. He has been told, he expects to be suspended. It has not been made official yet, but, I mean, you know, asked about an appeal, he said, that, yeah, you know, like I'll do it. But he's pretty. It's pretty clear, right? That you know he's going to be suspended for the first four games. So, and then since then it's been it's been interesting to watch him in camp. So you know your your thoughts on Luan? Well, I think you know in camp he's well, actually since the suspension, since he got the news, he's he's clearly said and done all the right things. It was very quick to go to John Robinson and Mike Vrabel explain the situation for himself, and then he obviously released that video just to get ahead of the news. And in fact, he said he didn't want to do it at that time because he wanted to tell his teammates in person before they could hear from anyone else. But to get ahead of of the news, he had to do that himself at that time. So he said and done all the right things as far as you know what we've seen from him in camp. You know, a lot of his time has been spent with the twos just because he's obviously not going to be playing for the first four games. And Mike Vrabel said the, the other day on Saturday, I believe it was, that, you know, he's handling that really well, which kudos to Luan for that. But, you know, just in terms of the impact, I mean, the, the real slap in the face to me is that, uh, you know, I think John Robinson did a really good job of, of shoring up that offensive line coming into this year. Bringing in Roger Saffold, the, the top guard in the market, drafting a guard with the, their third pick in the draft. That was clearly a really big emphasis a year after Marcus Mariota was sacked a career high number of times. And then just before camp, it, it kind of, you know, didn't derail all that optimism, but but certainly took a lot of it with it. Dennis Kelly, by the way, also had a, uh, some sort of a tweak, uh, not expected to be a big deal, but that also, and that changed the reps on Sunday as far as I think Luan he was back with, the in with the ones more than he yeah. probably would have been. But but yeah, he's kind of going back and forth. Yeah, and with Lawan, I mean, it's Lawan also has um, he's gone out and he's spent all this extra time, you know, signing autographs with the fans uh-huh. and things like that. You know, again, I thought his press conference was look. I mean, there was nothing he said in that press conference that changed my overall opinion, which is you cannot absolutely cannot let this happen. There's mm-hmm. no excuse. There's no excuse. There's there's zero. But you know, it, 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 hey, I'll give him credit for being up front and answering all the questions and standing up there. And look, I, you have to have sympathy for someone who, who he had this monster hit, blindside hit we mentioned earlier, right. and then he has a concussion. He's out for a while, and he's a supplements guy anyway. And he said, he said, hey, everyone should take them. But right. he was out looking for it. Prompted him to something to, look into to it. you know yeah. brain health. Again, this is his his story about how this happened. And look, you have to be sympathetic to that. And I mean. If you want, his huge quest here certainly is he doesn't want to be regarded as a cheater. Of mm-hmm. course, he doesn't want to be regarded as someone who took a shortcut and did this on purpose. You know, there are people. I mean, there are, you know, fans of other teams or whatever. There are some people that are like, "That's it." Mm-hmm. You know, you write them off immediately. That's yeah. it. You're a cheater. That's it. I don't want to hear it. There are, I'm sure, a lot of Titans fans. I'd say most Titans fans want to believe him and will believe him. I think you know a lot of people 
for like for me, I'm someone who believed like Lance Armstrong for years, like <laughs> most of the world. Uh-huh. And so I think when when you have that, you're like you're always you could never say a hundred percent like I know this or this. Mm-hmm. But you know, like if I, I mean, if my instinct says he's telling the truth, mine does too. And you know, he went out, took the polygraph test. He he took a lot of measures to to say that. And you know, I believed him. He choked up during the video. I, I took that as being genuine. But I'm I'm on. You know, I agree with you. There's just no way that this can happen when you're, you know, the richest. Uh, NFL lineman in in, uh, in history. It's a bad system. I will agree with that. And it's weird. I mean, it's weird even – I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it's weird how the Titans reacted. John Robinson, you know, sort of like shrugged his shoulders and like, well, you know, these nonchalant. guys. yeah. But at the same time, I also think that that was – I mean, they were going to give unified support to Luan, and they're not going to – Vrabel did say, I tell the guys to bring stuff in, check mm-hmm. it. Check it in. Let's check it. And again, like it's it's inexcusable that stuff wasn't double and triple checked. Luan said he could buy a batch – you know, and have, have yes. that tested, and, yes. and yeah, so that he knows Do that it. batch is clean. Yeah, because Osterine, and he made he gave the examples of the Clemson guys in the bowl game, Dexter right. Lawrence, and like two other players, UFC guys, and it's been, they've been hit by this because it can be it can get into stuff, it can, it can get into batches. But again, like knowing that, that's even less of an excuse to let it happen to you. Sure. Like you have to be, but it's over, and so they're going to have to deal with that. And I think. <laughs> Every day, Conklin, how's he looking? Kelly, mm-hmm. is he okay? Huge thing. Saffold, you know, all those guys have got to be healthy. They can absorb this, and I think they can have a chance against a really tough schedule if they have all those guys. I think that's that's the biggest thing is just that you look at those first four games, and it's it's a gauntlet. It's you know at Cleveland, home against the Colts. We know Andrew Luck's history against the Titans at Jacksonville, at Atlanta. That's a stretch that you could really. There's not. There's no good time to lose a player like Taylor Lewan, but to lose him for that opening stretch, I think is just. You know, you obviously cannot afford to lose a Dennis Kelly or anyone else at this point. But to not have Lewan is just. You know, you can't state how how huge that is. Yeah. So, a lot of this camp will be. You know, he's going to get ready, but a lot of it is also him helping Kelly and the other guys get ready. The other big news was Kevin Byard signing the richest deal ever for a safety in the NFL, and it's news that. Well, it's not surprising. Well, it's, it's certainly not at all surprising that they got a deal done with him, long-term deal, mm-hmm. right around the beginning of camp. I figured that would happen. Yep. I wasn't sure it would be this much. Wasn't sure it would be the best safety deal ever. But, I, I, you know, I, look, good for Kevin Byard. I think it's a great move by the Titans. It's a, it's a terrific story. He's a tremendous story. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back to, you know, thought he was going to Kentucky and – Lost his scholarship and then you know goes to MTSU and there's no one thinking he's going to be the highest paid safety five. No, wasn't years later, invited to the seven combine years later, whatever. Right, yeah. not invited to the combine. Third round pick. I mean, it's it's the jewel crown jewel of John Robinson's personnel moves, I think. And uh, and I think I wrote a column about this, but I think this is now Kevin Byard. He has grown into this is as much his team as anyone's. And I think he started to be a really a leader on the team last year. And now you know because some guys move on, Arakpo has moved on. And there's other guys who, you know, are in, a little bit older or mm-hmm. maybe fighting for their future. He is he's locked up. He's he does he checks every single box, uh, and one of those boxes is elite player. And I don't mm-hmm. know if he's is he the best safety in the league. He's he's in the top. He's got a case, yeah, top for sure. Handful top three. You know, he's a great player. So big big for this team to know that. And I think it's there are a lot of tough decisions that will come in the future for John Robinson, and. You know, every time you sign someone to a big deal, 
tightens things up a little bit for someone else. But right. to me, this was a no-brainer. Just like Luan was a no-brainer a year ago. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, I think that the leadership part of it is is an important part just because he's he's a guy that is a face of the franchise type guy. You know, for for our purposes, he's a guy that pretty much speaks every single day. I'm surprised he's not on the Derrick Henry sort of treatment where it's, you know, they, they are kind of more careful about how often we go and speak to him, but he's, he he's likes always, doing it. He I likes think. doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So he's, he likes being a spokesperson. He does. And he was, he was out there on Sunday. I know you're thinking about maybe getting an interview with him, but he's out there signing autographs. So, you know, he's going to be out there for a while. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'll give him another day. He'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, He'll he talk will. the next day. He'll talk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think he's that part of him, the, the leadership. And he even said it during his press conference that you know, he has been a leader for, for the past couple of years in that secondary DB or safety room, but now he's kind of spreading spreading that to, to not only the defense, but also the offense. He wants to be the guy that people could come to. He wants to be encouraging, just, you know, a set of ears if, if somebody needs it. And I think that, uh, in addition to being an elite player, is worth that type of contract. Yeah, so you look at this team, I mean, the secondary could be special. Um, I, you know, the linebackers... The inside, I, I think it's the pass rush that is. Uh, yeah, I think you feel good about the inside with with Jay on Brown, Rashawn Evans, and, and Wesley Woodyard. That's a pretty established uh, established and also you know promise for more group with with Rashawn and and Jay. And those on. two young guys, I mean, they they can run. You yeah, know, especially and, and Wesley Woodyard is it's been remarkable to see how he's played of late. But but those two young guys together, that's a really fast, athletic inside core. It's it's. To me, it's like the pass rush. Mm-hmm. The offense is, of course, we're going to focus on the offense so much more during camp. I mean, right. that's probably true in general in the NFL. But, you know, that this team, it's a lot more of a known quantity on defense. But the pass rush is just going to be, I think, really interesting to watch. You got Sharif Finch and Cam Wake mm-hmm. splitting on the left side right now, splitting one's reps. Um, you got Harold Landry, so much on Harold Landry this year. Yep. It really is. And I, you know, I think he's he seems to have gone about his business in exactly the way the Titans would want. But, you know, I don't know if, the, you know, can they get enough? And a lot of it is up front, too. Casey, is he ready early? But that is, when the preseason games start and the first one's at Philly, you know, when, when, the, when the mainstays are out there, I mean, that's really something to watch is mm-hmm. – can they manufacture enough four-man pass rush to, you know, it's just such an advantage when you can when you can affect a quarterback without having – and Dean Pease is, he, you know, an exotic he, blitz right, they had master. A lot of, but, you, you know, if you can do it and you, and you don't have to do extra stuff to get there, mm-hmm. man, that's huge. They had a lot of guys last year, Logan Ryan, Kevin Byard, who had a bunch of sacks out of the secondary. But as you mentioned, the goal is to get more production in terms of pass rush from – from the guys up front. And I mean, I've, I've said it before. I just think Harold Landry is the most important player on this defense this year, just seeing if he takes that, that second step. And, you know, I, I think from, you know, the little, the, the little kind of glimpse we've gotten of him so far, so far, I think the indications are promising. Uh, and, and going back to last year, there was encouraging signs, but it's about putting it all together just because there is no Brian Arakbo or Derek Morgan to play behind this year. He is the leader in that room, uh, it'll be interesting to see sort of how much, uh, I guess, tread is on the tires when it comes to Cameron Wake. Certainly looks like... No, I mean, you know, we could win a, like a, some sort of like Ironman contest, right? For sure. I mean, doesn't look 37 years old at all. Like, if I had to guess, I might say 31. Yeah, I mean, he's like in the best shape on the team. 
but you know, it's still uh, that, and that can be true. And you still may not be the same on the football field. I mean, that's right. just, you know, those things don't, don't always go hand in hand, but yeah, and, still and he has fair, been impressive. He's been producing, uh, you know, at a, at a pretty good rate, um, you know, just the past couple of years. So I think, I think there is a lot to sort of get out of Cameron Wake going forward, but uh, you know, just so much is going to be on Harold Landry, Sharif Finch, even Kamala Correa in terms of creating disruption back there. That's, that's going to be the biggest part uh, if this defense wants to take the next step, because, you know, I really do think the secondary is the strongest unit on this team. Yeah, no, I would agree. And one of, one of the best in the league. It should be one of the best in the league. Uh, Dory Jackson against Corey Davis, fantastic stuff. Probably mm-hmm. the play, I think the, eh, maybe the play of camp was, you know, a, uh, a deep route, Corey Davis against Odori Jackson and, and Mariota put it back shoulder. He came back to get it. I mean, it was, you can't cover Adore a had guy better. Great head coverage. Yeah, exactly. You, and, and, but, but Corey Davis went up and used that big body. That's there you go. That's mm-hmm. that's what you hope he is. And then we mentioned earlier Logan Ryan, Adam Humphrey. There's some good. And then you know Malcolm Butler's out there. Malcolm Butler had the first pick, I believe, of camp, and it was on a. I don't know if that was a route mix up, it but it was an underthrown uh, to Ferkser. end zone corner play to Ferkser, and, and Butler came back and got it. So. Which I think also is is encouraging because I, I, I to me that's maybe there was one other interception that Marcus Mariota threw in camp so far. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, the, I have not seen one, but it's yeah, possible. Through the first three days, he's been pretty on the money. I think today or, or Sunday was his sharpest day. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, again, these types of practices are tailored to the offense, but I think he's looked pretty good. And obviously the biggest thing is he's healthy right now. All right, let's end with uh, total unknowns who you have noticed so far. Because there were 90 people out there, 90 mm-hmm. guys out there. Anyone that you've been like, oh, interesting. How about this guy? I've been keeping, I told you, I've, I've been keeping my eye on Alex Barnes. I think he's a guy that could come in. Running back out of Kansas State. Yeah. Uh, undrafted uh, free agent out of K-State. Just a total sort of athletic freak when it comes to his strength, first of all. I, I think the number was 34 reps on the bench press at the combine. which at 225, 34, yeah, two, yeah, that's, which, that's a big number. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> there's some offensive linemen who don't put that up. So well, Lots of offensive linemen yeah, yeah, 34 up. It, I think it was, I, I don't know what it was, but it was top 10 for sure at the combine this past year. So he's a beast when it comes to that. He's also, all his other measurables are pretty strong too. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a pretty good football player too behind that. So I think he could challenge for the number three spot. I, you know, Mike Vrabel has kind of, gone on and on this offseason about how much he likes David Flewellen and we've seen him line up uh, as a fullback we obviously know he's a good special teams player so I think there's a lot of reasons for him to make this roster but I, I, I do think Barnes has a shot you know just with what he brings to the table so he's he's definitely a guy I've I've kept an eye on you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see if any offensive linemen down on the depth chart you know make any sort of noise like I remember last year this time nobody had it Aaron Stinney sort of on their radar. Uh, he was a guy that uh, when the roster was trim, I was surprised and he's still around. And, you know, obviously they think highly of him to have kept him around. And uh, he's a guy that, you know, just with the way things are shaking up with that offensive line, you know, he's a guy that I think, you know, was on the team last year, but is a guy that is probably uh, a, a decent candidate to uh, to make it again this year. Another guy to keep uh, an eye on is uh, Jamil Douglas. He's been getting the mm-hmm. ones reps when when uh, Saffold has not been in there at left guard and has looked okay. I thought I've noticed Ryan Hewitt, tight end out of Stanford, six year pro. He you know, and tight end is it's an interesting position. I mean, I, you think I mean, I think you're you have done a fifty three. I've not, but you mm-hmm. had Michael Pruitt and Ferks are both making this team. Right? I did, yeah. You know, uh, 
You never know at that position. Uh, you know, could there be some competition? I, I just think Ryan Hewitt looks interesting. I'm of course you're already automatically interested in any tight end from Iowa. So Parker <laughs> Hess, sure, uh, is that, and he's looked okay too. You know, and I, of course I'm interested in in the progress of Ladarius Wiley, mm-hmm. just from a local standpoint. Uh, Vanderbilt kid, really good player at Vanderbilt. I think kind of stunned that he was not even signed as a free agent uh, mm-hmm. out of the draft, but he got himself here with a really good tryout weekend with the Titans, and that's actually like Ferkser a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ladarius, I mean, look, a guy like that, I mean, it's 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 tough. You never know, but, you know, you could also end up on a practice squad somewhere, right. maybe here. And I, I've, I've watched him a bit, and I, I think he looks the part. And, again, like – Covered him in college the last three years. Good, really, you know, good college player playing against really good competition. So, um, and of course, you got Riley Bulla, mm. Joe Dirt. For those of you who watch Hard Knocks, and a I, guy I covered in college, by the way. There you go. He's I, been staying with his Michigan State uh, teammate Jack Conklin. I think I had him on my fifty-three. Did you he, have Riley Bulla? He, he okay. would have to beat out Darren spe- Bates. So teams are huge. Yeah, he would have to. He would have to be that Ooh, Darren Bates type Bulla guy. Bates. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. I can think of one unnamed media member who would be very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will wrap up this edition of Talking Titans. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean.